just jumped off a phone call, a longer phone call than usual with Jared Singh. So Jared, uh, obviously the Steve Aoki lookalike, the uh, photo- famous photographer, videographer. Jared made the merch, and then he was the first boot post-merge. He was, uh, he came 12th, I guess. He was the 13th person voted off. He was the first member of the jury, and we recorded this just after his elimination episode. Uh, so I don't know if I make reference to last night. Obviously, that's uh, a couple of weeks ago. But we, uh, this is like gold. If anyone's trying to get on Survivor, this is gold. He talks about his whole strategy. He talks about he had like a, a four-phase strategy. He made it through phase one and phase two flawlessly. He just got into phase three, couldn't quite pull it off. He talks about like Jared's commandments, where each night he would, you know, as he's lying there, assess the day compare that with his commandments was he i guess aligned with those commandments what did he do wrong how could he improve how could he better fit with his commandments i reckon it's phenomenal stuff he didn't give away every single thing there's always a slight chance he might get called back and i think strategy wise he was one of the most strategic guys out there he had a great plan executed it um, pretty well up until that very last vote where perhaps he didn't quite execute on henry he was too tunnel vision on, on getting rid of henry but as i said this is serious serious gold for anyone who wants a, a great insight into a great survivor strategy so here is jared i guess just first things first uh, i'm going to hear a bit, a bit about um real life jared um what do you do in the in the non-survivor world uh, so I am a photographer and a videographer in the real life world, and most of that revolves around uh, music and travel. So I work for a lot of tourism boards, uh, which is very cool. I get to fly around the world and promote crazy destinations through photography and video. That takes up uh, a lot of my time, and for a lot of the time, I work for a musician called Passenger, uh, and I tour around the world with him, yeah, nice. creating stuff. Uh, for him so yeah that's that's mostly what i do those two things that sounds pretty phenomenal and i saw um i'm not a big instagram but i've jumped on recently i saw you had uh, you whipped out a melodica recently you're not too you you, you play main melodica <laughs> yeah i'm glad you know i know what it's called not many people do <laughs> <laughs> i had a, I had a mate we had a we had a very uh I wouldn't even call it a band, but he uh, he used to love bringing his melodica along and whacking right. it in for a song it's or two. Such a, it's such a crowd pleaser, that thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love music. I was very involved in music. I used to play in bands, and um, yeah, that's why I got into photography as well. I was I was kind of working as a journalist, music journalist for a while, and then that transitioned into taking photos at concerts, and that's really why I started photography in the first place. And it turned out I was a much better photographer than musician, so that's the uh, career path I took. Yeah, nice. Man, it sounds pretty awesome. Um, what, why on earth would you want to throw yourself into Survivor then? sounds like you've got, uh, got a lot of cool things happening already. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, uh, it's because I love the show so much and I really thought that I had the right uh, skill set and the right personality and uh, uh, level of critical thinking to be a real chance at winning i would never enter if i didn't think i could win that's for sure i wouldn't i wouldn't just go on the show just to laugh or to be a tv character or anything like that uh mm-hmm. the reason for going on was to win and uh it was a bit of a trade-off i did have a lot of things planned and you have to take out a lot of time for something like survivor it's a huge commitment it's you know it's not only the two months you're out there 
but it's you know it, there's a long long audition process uh, where I had to um, kind of cut jobs short to make sure I could make auditions mm-hmm. and and I missed the last bit of a passenger tour in, in America to come back and uh, do my fitness test <laughs> um, there's all these things like that and you know now and there's also the time after the show so all in all it's really a part of your life for the good part of like six months I reckon yeah so I had to yeah there's definitely really crazy jobs that I had to turn down to make this happen I had an offer to tour with Robbie Williams and I had oh to really down. oh mate they're yeah. really awesome <laughs> <laughs> so yeah not such an easy choice but uh, I know and I knew how rare this mm. opportunity would be and oh, it was likely to never come again. So I had to take it. Absolutely. And mate, you said so you said you're a big um big Survivor fan. I guess what was your um level of interest and knowledge of the game before before you started? Yeah, I have watched since the beginning. Oh nice. I am fairly sure that I've seen every single season. Mm-hmm. Uh I might have missed one here or there, but I'm pretty sure I've seen everything. Uh, uh, yeah, I would not put myself to the level of... Uh, I mean, I was never part of any you know, Facebook super fan group, so I, I didn't really delve that deep into you know talking and debating the show with other people. Like, I didn't go that far. But I don't think you need to. And to be honest, some of the commentary that I see from Facebook groups and message boards... Most people have no clue. Yeah. Uh, that would <laughs> yeah. be the worst place ever. So I think uh, that, you know, you pro- your mind probably gets poisoned from being in those groups. You probably come out a worse player. So I don't think, <laughs> I think you know, <laughs> it's healthy being a part of those things for anyone's game, really. Mm. Um, I think for yeah, me, even, even doing this, like having... Yeah, huge fan of the show in general. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me, like being going from a viewer to someone who's looking through a bit more analytical lens now, the first couple of episodes, I thought I was getting better at Survivor, but the more I talk to Survivors, I feel like I'm knowing less and less and less about the game. So I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm going downhill. Um, mate, uh, I'm pretty. What was sort of? I think, I think talking to players uh, is the best thing you can do because. For one, I mean, I get that you don't see everything on TV, so that hinders people's analysis of mm. what's going on. But even even just going by what you see on TV, a lot of fans just I just don't understand how they can't see something or read mm. between the lines or critically think about what's being shown. So many people are so confused or just have the completely wrong idea. I've found that the thing that confuses people the most is when we uh, do a split vote, uh-huh. uh, which we uh, nearly always did when I was um, over at Summertail. It was nearly always... Actually, yeah, I think every single vote was a split vote. Uh, but that just confuses the hell about fans who can't understand that. And they're like, wow, why did this person... Why did Lockie write Michelle? Wasn't he going for her? Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, oh, sorry, why, yeah, why did... Like a vote machine when you wanted to keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, like, well, obviously, it's a split vote, and yeah. it's not really vote Michelle. That's the backup vote. But you know, that in particular, I saw so much commentary about it. People didn't understand. Like, what? What can't you understand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just there's I saw not... so many theories out there. Like, 
Oh, so Lockie's the one that that stuck to the group, and and um, Jared and Henry turned turned on internal, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Just yeah. like think about it for a second. Think what might have been the yeah. between. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, that's so that's so funny. I think even some of the players as well we've seen this year need a bit of uh, extra coaching with the working out the numbers as well. Um, so, but we'll yeah, that's true. <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> mate, what were some of your? Um, I'm sure it completely changed the the first second you stepped foot on the beach. But what were some of your plans before the game as to how you wanted to tackle Survivor? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much what I told you last time. Mm. I mean, I had I had a definitive list of um, I called them my commandments, but but just kind of like guidelines that I would try and run through every night, and they yeah, were nice. things like build my web of defense, have my shields all around me, have control without um, the image of having control, play dumb, be useful, be beatable. Let uh, let other people talk and feel the silence. Uh, never reveal my true intentions. Hide the, my game awareness. Like things like that. And um, uh, it was, it, I guess you could say it was defensive, but uh, in a very deliberate way. No, so, that sounds um, phenomenal. It was a way. Yeah, I, I knew that for this game and for the Australian version of the game in particular, that that was the. The or what I saw was the best approach to take. You need to have, you can't you can't sit around doing nothing, hmm. but you need to find a way to have the power, but it's seen as in other people's hands. That, um, that's phenomenal. Maybe and you're... the way I managed that was yeah by making sure that I had these more threatening people around me. But the key to that is to also have the total trust of those shields. It doesn't work if you just have a shield that doesn't trust you because that's that's never going to work. You need I needed AK to completely trust me, and I needed Ziggy to completely completely trust me, and um, that that went to plan. That was uh, that was going really well. So uh, that was my approach, and um, I kind of wanted to divide the game into. I had in my mind there'll be four four phases. So phase one is like the early scramble where you don't really know where everyone is so phase one was definitely defense was at the top of my mind mm-hmm. uh phase two was kind of after a few votes and that was get, get in position where i would have the influence the quiet influence and phase three which is where i went out unfortunately that was when um that was when i was hoping to make a, a couple power moves to uh create a pathway for my alliance to get to the end mm-hmm. uh, so that was things like getting out Henry. Um, I mean, that was the wrong time to do it, but it was the right idea for the phase of the game that I wanted. You know, every move mm, I definitely. wanted to protect my alliance, um, and then the end game would have been uh, working out um, what, yeah, who who I take at the end for my best chance to win. Mate, that's so, sounds... I mean, it was well thought out, uh, and you know, it was going well up until the last few days. <laughs> Mate, it sounds absolutely phenomenal in theory. A lot of a few of the ones that stuck out with the, you know, the playing dumb and hiding your knowledge of the game, and also, I think a big one is also being quiet, letting other people talk. I think people have a tendency to talk too much, um, just in general and everything in life. So I think that's a pretty important one as well. Mate, how much of this did you? Was there anybody on the island who you sort of told this to, or is this a hundred percent only in your head? Um, the whole time. No, this was all, this was all in my own head. Yeah, nice. 
because, yeah, I mean, I, I would reveal, like, all, all of this stuff that I told you was all in my head. Like, I obviously never told AK that I was, uh, you know, I was the quiet influence behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I would, I would, uh, I, I guess I would kind of, I don't know, I had a different approach to every person. So, mm-hmm. with AK, I made sure that I definitely didn't appear. I needed to sh- show that I had uh, this level of game awareness that he would res- would um, recognize that it was useful to have both of us together because I understood you know, everything that we were doing. Yes. It wouldn't work to play totally dumb to AK because then that's a that's a danger. You need he needs someone who's gonna he can predict. So uh but to other I mean to someone like Ben, I made sure to play super dumb. Mm-hmm. And the way I yeah, because with Ben, you know, he's a super fan, he liked everyone to know he was a super fan. So I played on that and you yeah, I would flatter him a little bit and yes. say Ben you're such a smart super fan. You know this game so well. I don't really. I don't. I've only, only watched a few seasons. I don't really know the game, but you know, I I know people. So you know, to the other, you figure out the game, and I'll figure out the people. And that kind of gave Ben this kind of sense that he he had some power in this relationship, and um, it, that allowed him to kind of trust me a bit more, or or think that he could you know move forward with me. At least, yeah, nice, mate. This so, yeah, is everyone sounding... had a different approach. Yeah, <laughs> mate, this Ziggy is sounding phenomenal. About... Ziggy, I know mean, I could tell she was a sports person, very genuine. So, luckily, we actually did just connect at a very genuine level. There was no having to play anything with Ziggy, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we did connect. I connected with her by saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm a. We both kind of have public profiles out in the in the. In the world, and you know, we both want to inspire people, and you know, I want to play this honest game. You're the one person I don't want to backstab uh, at all. You mm-hmm. have to have that one person you trust, and we, you know, we. There's, there's definitely there was some stuff you didn't see in the show, and there's some stuff that wasn't even on camera. But I was 100 uh, percent going to be loyal to Ziggy, and I, you know, you might have to ask her this one, but I assume it was uh, both ways. Mm. Well, we saw last night she said that once Jared left, Jared was her number one person. So she was sort of looking for somebody else to fill the Jared void. Um, but in the end, obviously, she she jumped across uh, away from that, that Jared alliance. Um, mate, it's a, yeah, I've really enjoyed that, that insight because uh, some of the people I've spoken to have said Jared was definitely the most uh, strategic person out on the island in their opinion. And it's definitely looking like that. And I think... From what you said, you definitely seem to be the the quiet influence behind AK. But AK was the one out in front. AK got all the TV attention. AK was the one who got built up as the mastermind strategist. Where I'd I'd be pretty inclined to say that there was uh, a bit more that you were doing behind the scenes that we didn't get to see TV wise. Yeah, uh, it, I guess it's 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 just the style of gameplay. You know, it's very subtle. And me and AK were a great partnership. You know, mm. it was. I definitely was at my best when AK was around because we complemented each other very well. He was the the strength of AK. Um, no, no matter what you think about AK, he, he had this uh, ability to see situations very clearly. He had this clarity that, um, that you know, he had, had more clarity than I did, for sure, at uh, you know, working out who where the dynamics were and who was kind of working with who. And, you know, I 
I, I feel like I had good game awareness on that level, but AK could could do that much quicker. It was yeah, very fantastic. quick. It was very quick at kind of analyzing numbers as well. And um, but he didn't really have this, a strong enough social game to to gain people's trust. Mm-hmm. So it, so he could work all of that out, but to make something happen, you need the trust of other people, and that's where I came in, and I was able to have the trust of Ziggy and Peter, and uh, yeah, people like that. So together, we were a really good team, and um, yeah, when he left, it was uh, it was it changed the dynamics a lot, and you know, I didn't have that person anymore who would take charge and take the heat, and. Um, when he was around, you know, we would have the same idea. So he can take the heat, he can take charge. And I'm happy to let that happen. I can. It's, it was a lot easier for me to sit back. Mm. But as soon as he left, I suddenly had to fill that role somehow myself because there wasn't an AK around to, you know, drive an idea, and then I had to do it. Uh-huh. And you can see that out when I'm trying to save Ben in in, in his vote out. Um, you know, if AK was there, that was done. You know, we didn't have to really do much but without him there I had to be the one that could convince Ziggy mm. I had to try and convince Tessa I had to like try and convince everybody to keep Ben and I was really alone on that and um, as the, the more and more I had to go you know I was really aggressively campaigning to keep Ben against you know and I had to do that with my own alliance and people outside of my alliance and mm. at some point it was uh, inevitable that Ben was going mm-hmm. and uh yeah, and I was looking at myself like, what are you doing? Like, you can't, you're, you're, I was getting away from my game plan. I was kind of stepping out too much. And, you know, people might start to question, oh, why is he fighting so hard for Ben? Or, you yeah. know, I'm in his own alliance. You should just trust me. So mm. it all came to a head. I was like, no, I'll, I have to just let this happen. Um, that was, yeah, it was, it was hard to keep. The circumstances changed, and then it was harder for me to kind of continue my gameplay in the same way and still get good results. Um, and I think that's probably why, at the merge, I wasn't operating, you know, uh, at my best. I think mm-hmm. because there was a lot of things. I was very tired. Um, not only, you know, we don't we had such little time to scramble on that one, mm. and uh, um, yeah, I was probably feeling a little bit you know, frustrated at my, you know, it seemed that the level of my influence had gone down a bit at the Ben vote. I wasn't able to just easily mm-hmm. get what I want. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 it was a long, it was a while ago, so I can't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely was not feeling uh, comfortable, as comfortable as I was. And um, I don't know, maybe that's why I kind of lashed out and, you know, I wanted to get Henry out so bad, and maybe it was part of me just wanted to get that, claw some of that, re- you know, yeah. reassert my authority and yeah. influence on on my clients, and be like, just you know. But uh, I, I, and yeah, in hindsight, um, watching back at the episode, I think you know, the right idea would have been to either stick to the plan, don't even mention Henry, just go with whatever. Yep. Uh, or if I really was going to go Henry, just go all out and not back down and not let. Yeah, everyone convinced me not to do it. I should have, if I wanted Henry out uh, that bad, I could. I should have gone to Luke and Michelle and reached mm. out to the other side and and made it happen. So, unfortunately, I went somewhere in between. I went for Henry and then I stopped. And so, 
uh, I think, you know, one or the other would have been a better way to go. Yeah, nice. Now, you talked a lot about um, about AK and in our shorter eight or nine-minute chat, you talked about how you guys had a good cop, bad cop strategy set up. Was that sort of um, – how, how did you and AK get together? Because it seemed like early on there was the, the chicken idol stuff and he played his idol for you and it – I don't know if it, it, it appeared like it was more of a reluctant sort of pairing, um, but was it was it a more conscious choice? Yeah, it's a really complicated one, and they they spun some things around in the editing, um, yeah. which it was annoying. I understand to a point because it simplified. It was a very complex thing that happened, but mm. so basically, I teamed up with AK very very early. He was the first person to, to strategize with me, and I was I was on board. I was like, I, you know, I felt like it would work and I yep. didn't feel like he would uh, I, I thought that he was you know speaking truth to me so I was like alright I'm happy to do this and we brought it again as well uh, and then what happened was this in the show the, they changed the order of events around a little bit but he started this chicken idol rumour very early and mm. that is why you see everybody turn against AKs because he starts this rumour that um that, yeah, like there was some chicken idol clue, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think it was his strategy to tell it to a couple of people and see who spreads it to see like who he can trust. Mm-hmm. But it backfired and just everybody didn't trust him. And <laughs> uh, everyone was against him. And at that point, I'm freaking out because I think I've made a really bad choice. And, um, you know, yeah, it, like the one guy I aligned with is, very bad news and um and you know have i just joined the 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 first sinking ship already Uh, and the thing with the chicken idol lie that they misled viewers on is that ak never lied to me about the chicken idol he when you see in the water him telling me about the chicken idol he's actually telling me what he's going to tell everybody Ah, yeah nice so they make it seem like i like he, AK is tricking me with this thing when uh, in actual fact I'm the one well, person he told you know like hey I'm, I've done this you know this is what I'm doing um, so that was a bit annoying to see mm. uh, What? but you do see me kind of uh, you know latch out at him a bit uh, but that is not because of that chicken idol that was completely separate uh-huh. what AK has done he told me that um, at the fire challenge with Adam and then um, he told me that Adam told him at that challenge they got a clue and Adam has an idol. Uh-huh. So AK lied to me and said that Adam has an idol, basically. Uh-huh. And then I obviously figured that out as a lie later on, and yeah. that's why you see me arguing with him yeah. because of that, not because of an idol. Interesting. Um, Mate, the yeah, other one I want to um to the other one was the uh, the super idol as well. What did when Ziggy came back and you said you guys were, you and Ziggy were super tight when Ziggy came back? What did you think of her story? Yeah, so when she came back and told that story, uh, it was not good for me because she basically told everybody that she could hand a power to someone, and it was fairly clear at that stage that me and Ziggy were close mm-hmm. so what she's basically put a target on my back mm. <laughs> and i was not happy with that um but you know at that stage i was skeptical that that was the truth or not uh, yeah. but 
chance to talk to her yet. So um, they edited that one a bit weirdly as well and made it sound like I believed uh, Ziggy, but I was really quite sceptical. Yeah. But I was saying, like, <laughs> if it is true, then, you know, maybe she'll give this power to me. Yeah. But when we got the chance to talk, she told me um, everything. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, so I knew that she had Super Idol. I knew what it did, and I knew that she had an idol as well. So I know all of this. Um, ah, nice, because we saw last night... Uh, uh, so we saw when Annalise uh, got the Super Idol played, it looked like you knew something was coming. Yeah, I knew exactly what... Um, that was a that was a, quite a weird one for me to watch on the jury bench. I did know what was coming. I knew that she could cancel out Annalise's Idol, mm. but it was a bit... Um, I didn't... Yeah, conflicted feelings because I was happy that Ziggy was, you know making a move but it also seemed to be against my old alliance mm. yeah exactly <laughs> and I was like, mm, like good work Ziggy I mean I've always got you back Ziggy but what, what has happened <laughs> what has happened at camp that you are against S&P and um, and Annalise and in fairness I was probably a part of why she wanted to get Annalise out so bad because Annalise would often come to me and tell me about, you know, wanting to get Ziggy out and I would kind of play along with it, but then I would tell Ziggy that Natalie's not for us. Yeah, but, um, and I did set my alliance up in a way, I tried to set it up in a way that I was the key to that alliance of five. You know, I had Ziggy and AK on one side and Tess and Pete on the other side. So that is how I wanted it while I was there. But I guess as soon as I wasn't there, uh, Ziggy doesn't really have that, Bridge yeah. to test and you know I was kind of the bridge to to them. So um, I don't. You know, I mean, it's a hard one to say whether it's a good move or not. It appears to be not the best use of her idol, uh, mm. super idol, um, at this stage. But at the same time, um, you know, there is that you do see there is a reason. There is a deliberate reason behind her using it. You know, yeah. she explained it a bit. And I think the other part of it that you see is that, yeah, she didn't have a crazy reason to stick with Tess and Pete because they offered in. You mm-hmm. know, if it got down to final five, uh, those two were definitely gun for Ziggy and probably oh, a bit sure. earlier. So, think, for sure. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's you could argue it both ways, I think. And uh, at least there was a deliberate strategy behind using it. Uh, mm-hmm. And not just like a random, I just, you know, let's just do it. You know, yeah. she did have a reason, which is, I'll always respect, you know, deliberate reasons. I don't think every player has, you know, deliberate reasons when they're making moves. Some people just seem to do things for no reason, and that's mm-hmm. what I don't like. It's <laughs> too funny. Mate, just uh, just quickly, I guess, what did you think of some of those twists on the whole? Like, what what did you think of the Super Idol as a as an idol, and what did you think of the, the vote-out double elimination exile across the other tribe? Uh, I mean, as a viewer, I guess it is always fun to see twists because they add some drama. But as a player and as a, if, if you, you know, uh, respect, if you, I don't know, I don't know the way to put it. But yeah, as, as a player, for sure, in that game, it was, I, I don't like twists uh, mm. like that. I mean, I don't mind a random tribe swap. That's always been a yeah, part of Survivor and that's random, you know, and cool and there's but something like the vote double vote out save that was that was such a powerful hit against us and for Tara mm. and Annalise I guess but you know 
I think really, I mean, analysts can argue that the twist, you know, the twist was a double, you know, so yeah. that's, it's, it's still a twist. But whereas Tara, she, if it was just a normal vote, she was 100% gone. Yeah. So um, I think it, it's very overpowered, you know. It's not a random trial stop. It's not like, oh, okay, things have changed now, you know. Let's, yeah. let's start fresh. It's two people go over with a massive, massive grudge. Mm. Two people come over by choice yeah that's the other part of it isn't it so uh it's really imbalanced against the people who voted out tara and annalise so Mm. i did not like that and super idol i mean yeah i don't love it yeah i think it it, it's it's just such a powerful thing and i don't i think it's overpowered having an idol and a super idol that's crazy that's so powerful (laughs) yeah and the way we did that, you know, the way we won that was as a tribe. Yeah. And the way that it was being pitched to us was that... A tribe benefit. Uh, that, yeah, the tribe would benefit from, you know, we like it was pitched to us as if one person would go and do something and if they succeeded, the whole tribe benefits. Mm. That's what it really sounded like, like to us, you know, and we were, we were theorizing that maybe... Maybe uh, you know if Ziggy passes something, then we all get to uh, vote someone else out from the other tribe, or yeah. like something like that. Where yeah, that makes sense. A tribe benefit. benefit yeah. Like so it was um, weird. If, if they had to do it, I would have preferred that. You know, for one random challenge, it goes individual. Maybe they get all right, sixteen players. The one that wins this gets a super award. That uh-huh. would be more fair, I think. Yes, but um, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I don't. I don't like twists. Generally, favour people on the bottom, uh, hmm. which means that you know people on the top who have done well to to be at the top get punished. Mate, that's it's been phenomenal insight. Um, I've enjoyed uh, getting, getting a bit of behind the scenes look. I guess I was sort of keen to, um, I guess hear about your thoughts on maybe if, on I guess Henry, um, perhaps. Uh, Pete, who we haven't seen a lot of, but I think um, is perhaps in a similar boat to you in that maybe his game's not a TV game um, as such. Yeah, I think Pete's in a similar boat to me. Um, I guess, uh, so like, uh, I think there's probably more more focus on uh, the social game for Pete than strategy, I think. Mm. But it is the same kind of approach that we're taking, which is, not to antagonise people and, and maintain good relationships with everybody. Mm. So, um, yeah, and, you know, both of us were never out to make massive moves. And, you know, I'd be down to make massive moves if I needed to. If I found myself on the bottom, yes. I would have seen some crazy stuff come out. I had, you know, I had some pretty funny ideas I was <laughs> going to do. <laughs> but there's, if you're in the perfect position which i believe i was for a lot of the game if you're in that position you don't need you don't do anything you know why would you do something crazy you, you know why would i i don't even know what a big move would be you know imagine if it was like oh vote out blindside ak why yeah. would i you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've got everything the way i wanted exactly why would I just do something fun? that's um i do kind of as a viewer it is always funny you know you've seen you know jericho like sprinkle cookies on people <laughs> and uh, it's so funny to watch and that's the kind of character I am in real life but in a game with such high stakes 
Oh yeah, you wouldn't see That's me a big risk. in a power position because I would say like it's uh, it's funny, but it is there's no reward and there's a lot of risk. You know why would you? Mm, yeah, for sure, mate. We also so we, we talked about your phase one, phase two, which you pretty much nailed. Um, I guess yeah. looking ahead to phase three and phase four, who would have been um, the people you would have wanted to take to you know top three, top two? Um, who, yeah, who, who were the, who were some of the, a, a couple of names to go right to the end that you'd want to sit next to to win? Yeah, I mean, if everything went perfectly as planned, which it never would have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if, it, if it did, it would have been boring. But I would have been happy to take um, Ziggy and Pete to a final three situation mm-hmm. um, with AK. Uh, see, AK had. A, so much he had complete trust in me so mm. I would not have been worried that AK was going to try anything at like 5 or 6 or anything so mm. I guess I would have been happy to just go with uh, my lines and yep. the order of them going out if I had complete control would have been Tessa first because I was I was worried about how strongly she could articulate herself and she yep. good case for you know coming from the bottom and everything yeah, so massive. I was like alright Tessa would have been gone first Next, possibly AK. Mm-hmm. Next, uh, uh, Peter, and then Ziggy. I would go to the end with. That's yeah, nice. in this like magic world where nothing yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. but obviously, things that happen. And if, in terms of like people, I'd be happy to first at the end. That would be people like Lockie. Yep. Uh, Lockie, Ben, um, Tara. I, was very, I, would, I would have been very, very happy to sit next to those two at the end. Um, yeah. If it if something happened and, you know, it came down to it and um, and loyalty was out of the picture, then those those three I would have been very happy to verse. I would not want to sit next to Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not want to sit next to uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know much about Sarah at that, at that point, but, um, you know, I would want to sit next to someone who did not play the same game as me. And yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, just smashed them in terms of strategic play. Yeah, for sure. No, that sounds, that sounds really good. Mate, do you... Um, I'm sure there's probably a lot of uh, if-onlys and if, if this had, could have happened, then maybe things would have been different. And um, Is there any any major regrets or that's that's just the, the hand you were dealt and that you played the best game you could? Yeah, I mean, all the regrets are from Merge onwards. Yeah. Um, I definitely was in a different mindset then. Mm-hmm. I just I remember being really frazzled and I, I hadn't slept the night before. We were in a new camp, you know, every, yeah. I was meeting people for the first time. I, I remember just not being comfortable at all and that influenced how I played and, you know, what I really did was just play with the people I knew you know, I knew Henry was against me, mm-hmm. and I knew the people that were with me, so I just stuck to that bubble without realising the importance of these three or four new people out there. In my head, I was like, just, you know, I need time to work these people out. So I, I didn't trust Sarah, Luke, uh, Jericho. I didn't really even try and make a move with them. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, maybe I should have. I should have reached out to Sarah or Michelle or someone and just kind of like gone outside my known I should have gone into the unknown territory yeah. if I wanted to make a move happen um, so I regret not doing that I guess 
Oh man, there was um, sorry. There was one other quick one. Was the Jericho? Yeah. We saw a quick conversation between you and Jericho, but we didn't get to see a, a whole lot. The you know the the small guys coming together. Uh, what was sort of the yeah. what were you hoping that he would do um, on that first vote? Yeah, so I mean, you do, you just see that clip, um, mm. so it does look quite out of place. But I had been spending quite a bit of time with Jericho mm-hmm. uh, at that merge. Like, we had hours talking to each other. Mm. Uh, what I had hoped would happen, this is when I thought that everybody was still going to vote Luke. So I thought we had seven people voting Luke. And then I didn't really know what Sarah, Jericho, and Luke were going to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but we kind of told them Luke already as... This is what happened. Like, Luke was always the fake plan. So... Mm-hmm. Henry was the real plan. So when I talked to Sarah and Jericho and everyone else, he was like, yeah, we're doing Luke tonight. If you want to stay in the numbers, vote Luke. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, really, I was going to have, you know, five or six voting Henry mm-hmm. and then a few random people vote Luke and then someone goes, you know, and it was going to go Henry on a tie or a minority vote, something like that. Yep, yep. Um, that was the plan. But then it changed back to Luke. So the fake plan turned out to be the real plan <laughs> and... It was really, I was like so annoyed at my alliance for, you know, switching back. So in my mind, if, you know, if if these guys are actually going to, you know, stick with the Summertown numbers, then that meant, you know, obviously they didn't, but if they did, then we would have a total landslide against Luke. It would have been Luke, Luke, Luke all the way. Um, and then... I was thinking, well, that doesn't give me anything. Then, then I don't know, um, you know, I don't know who's, you know, if, if if a few votes go somewhere else, I don't know who's done it because we've told everybody, Luke. You know, mm. so the next day you won't be able to tell who was actually who, with you. Yeah. So that conversation with Jericho was, I just wanted some intel. I asked him to unline his vote. I didn't like at that point. I didn't. I didn't think I even needed it. I was like, he would be the eighth vote. So. Yeah doesn't yep. matter whether he votes or not. I just want to know which way he does go. Yeah. And if he does jump on with me, then I'm like, okay, I trust you. And if he doesn't and he's in the minority, then uh, I would know not to trust him. And I, they don't share this, but I also told... I was very uneasy about Michelle, so I asked Michelle to put a dot under her name as well. Oh, nice. Did she do it? No, she didn't do it. No, she didn't do it. She <laughs> wasn't with you. She wasn't with uh, Mate, so Jericho put the line. I didn't actually. I didn't see in the episode, but you told me that uh, there was an underline on Luke. Um, do you know who that was? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know. I watched the you know the the the, deck, the extras and yeah. um, Pete Pete underlined yeah. Luke. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, he just did it. He didn't like. I didn't. You know, he just did it for fun. It must have been just like a <laughs> definitive. Yeah, let's vote Luke underline. <laughs> Yeah, so as a viewer, you would assume when you see that Luke underline that that's me, but I didn't even underline mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, put, I did put a dot under mine because uh, I wanted, I did actually hope that Michelle was with me and I'd had quite a few conversations with Michelle about us two being like a really unlikely duo, you know, the yeah. the biggest loud mouth and the quietest yeah. <laughs> one working together. Yeah. So I did have a few conversations, so I thought, you know, this is... Uh, just a little show of trust to each other. So hopefully she would see my dot, I'd see her dot, and we'd, you know, go forward. But, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I was so caught up with that, and I was so caught up with being annoyed at my alliance that 
you know, while I'm arguing with them about Luke or Henry, Luke or Henry, you know, while we're doing that, everyone's plotting against us somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. it was all, uh, yeah, it was all a bit messy, to be honest. Mate, it sounds super confusing from um, from from, the, from my perspective, and I'm sure it was even more confusing in there in the trenches. Um, mm. <laughs> but mate, as I said, it sounds mate, it sounds phenomenal. It sounds like you had a um, really well thought out plan going into it, and whilst obviously it was pretty flexible once you got in there, you still sort of stuck to those, as you said, those main main uh, commandments. You said, um, yeah. so mate, in in theory, it sounds phenomenal. Just a, maybe a few slip yeah, ups here or there. Theory, was, uh, and if I had just stuck to that theory, you know, completely, I think you would have, who knows, you know, how far it would have got me. Uh, I think at least you would have seen me go another two or three further in if mm. I had, you know, kind of not slipped up. I can't speak further than that, but that that approach was, was surely going to, you know, if I didn't deviate, surely would get me to, you know, at least top nine or something like that but yeah uh unfortunately yeah who knows being it would have been i'm not i'm not under any illusion that um you know it was a it was a sure strategy to get to the end and um so many different things happened but um i think yeah i lost myself a couple episodes at least by that move yeah no it sounds good mate mate really appreciate it thanks so much for uh for the insight and it's yeah no worries. it's just further shown that i'm uh Nowhere near a survival level, that's for sure. <laughs> it's just, there's so much uh, going on. Fantastic, mate. Thanks so much and enjoy, uh, right. enjoy the world travels. Right, catch you later, mate. Thanks, mate. See ya.